Hello and a big warm welcome to you to the Aware Parenting and Natural Learning Podcast with Marion Rose and Joss Golden. We are really passionate about practicing aware parenting and natural learning together and would love to offer you information and inspiration to support you if you feel called to practice these in your family too. Hello and a big warm welcome to you and welcome to the Aware Parenting and Natural Learning Podcast. My name's Marion Rose. And my name is Joss Golden. And we're so delighted to be talking about this topic today, which is really about, actually, do you want to share your the, the title that you had, Joss? <laughs> I can't so totally remember what I said, but it was something about being who you were always meant to be and doing what you feel most called to do in the world and healing your school trauma that might be getting in the way of that or impacting the enjoyability of that process. <laughs> it wasn't what yes. I said, was it? I love it. I love it. I love it even more. <laughs> and it's such a powerful one, isn't it? Because I think so often those of us who are drawn to aware parenting and natural learning, because as we talked about last week, that often will mean different choices. Doesn't this one fit really nicely actually after that? Because we are often making different choices in terms of how we are receiving money, (laughs) that often opens up all kinds of different possibilities. And sometimes that may be, you know, I know there are many, many ways we can receive money and some people might have family support already, but it may be a part-time job, things like that. That also there's so often that invitation as we are supporting our children to do what they love and that long-term vision that they also get to do what they love as adults and that to be a way that they make a living as well as contribute to the world that we often get invited on that similar journey don't we to do things that we love to contribute those things we love and to receive money and often that will mean a big healing journey so the way I see it often is that it's really normal and natural that on that journey many 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 times we will both come across our own conditioning often related to school and competence and contribution but also all the school traumas that we experienced are likely to show up at one time or another, not because the the world is a terrible place or that's uh, some being in the sky that's against us, but to to heal so that we can get to heal from those experiences, so we can get to have reparative experiences, so that we can get to change the conditioning, so we can get to have beautiful, loving inner dialogue and outer support in ways that can really transform our lives. And I really see that has can so often be the invitation as parents supporting our children in these ways to actually have this transformation experience in our own journey of the calling of our soul. Mm. Wow, Marion, I so love how you talk about this. I just, and I've learned so much from you about this. And I just think it's so liberating, isn't it? It's so liberating for all of us when we have that perspective that actually we we get to choose what we want to do and our children get to choose what they want to do. And I think, like you're saying, it's so beautifully comes from that aware parenting perspective where we're just trusting, we, we are able to trust our children that they're going to find their way, that they're going to 
that they are perfectly designed to be able to become whoever they're meant to be. And then, like you say, we can offer that same perspective to ourselves, which is so different to the ones that we grew up being surrounded by in our conditioning around. I mean, I remember, you know, all of that stuff around careers at school. It was it was never about what do you love? You know, what do you love? Or about really connecting in with who you are. It was much more sort of practical about what what might your skills be or what are you willing to do? And I remember sitting down with my dad before I went to uni and and making a list of careers. And he basically had one side that was maybe and one side that was no. And he just went through all the different careers. And it was very, very helpful in a lot of ways. And I know that he was really motivated to try and help me find direction because I really didn't, I wasn't totally sure what I wanted to do at all at that age as most people aren't, but it was never about you know, who are you and what are you really called to do? So it's such a different perspective. It is such a different perspective, isn't it? And brings so much joy. And I think the other thing that's a really different perspective is when we're on that journey is to not to think or to, to drop those emotional sticks of self-judgment if along the way we feel scared, we feel terrified, and we have all kinds of doubts and self-judgments and hitches and glitches that show up because that is part of the process. That's part of the healing process. Basically, our, our psyche is saying, hang on a minute here. There's a little opportunity or a big opportunity for some healing here, some, some changing in the way we are relating to ourselves and our competence. That is so liberating too, not to think we just should find it easy, <laughs> which mm. again is so much of that school conditioning, isn't it? You should just do the thing and you should just be competent at it and don't say if you're finding something hard, just shut up and keep going, <laughs> do your homework. <laughs> yeah, it's such a beautiful perspective that you know, we see that life is really inviting us to to do the healing work that we need to do in order to take the next steps in what we're wanting to do in the world and i love that that with that perspective then we're so much less likely to be resisting all of the things that come up for us and instead we are actually welcoming them and and seeing them as an amazing opportunity to heal and i love i love that aware parenting uh, supports us and reminds us so often to to really connect in with what we're feeling, to express our feelings, for all feelings to be welcome. And so, yeah, they it, they go so beautifully together, don't they? These these this aware parenting approach and your beautiful work in that more sort of psycho spiritual parenting kind of processes. You can't be exploring this stuff, uh, unpacking the layers in it and really reconnecting with who you are and what you want to be doing, unless you're also welcoming feelings, listening to feelings and giving reparative experiences to all those younger parts. Absolutely. And, you know, my experiences, I wonder how you found it, Jocelyn. I remember when I became a mother, I really realized having, despite having done many, a decade of one-on-one therapy and lots and lots of trainings and workshops and all kinds of things. I'd done a lot of inner work of really realizing after some while, oh my gosh, this is unlike any other kind of, um, I can say it was called personal development, but you know, any kind of inner work, it's like so powerful, so incredible, that opportunity we have 
for reparenting and what I call reculturing in the Murray method. But then once it once I became, you could call it an entrepreneur, once I started creating online courses, I, I also had a similar experience of like, oh my gosh, I had no idea the kind of opportunity for deep healing and profound old hurts and pain coming up repeatedly to be heard and healed and and the the possible transformation that that has happened for me in that journey it's incredible so in both of those i think for myself if i reflect back on who i was before i became a mother and and how different i am now in terms of being much more myself but also similarly in terms of the entrepreneurial journey that they're they're just so profound. I have I don't have words to explain how powerful those journeys have been. Yes, indeed. It's such an, an amazing opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to really uh, tend to ourselves and the parts of ourselves that have been longing for that love for so many years in order to liberate ourselves. And I think, you know, one of the biggest things around that school trauma for me and showing up was around that idea that I could choose for myself because I'd had been so deeply indoctrinated into me that uh, I had to be obedient. I had to be compliant. I had to do what others told me to do in order to be safe. And being aware of that was so helpful and starting to unpack that was so necessary in order to actually be able to make choices for myself about what I truly wanted to be doing and being with the fear and the all of the parts that came up that were screaming no don't do it it's not safe stay where you are and that was yeah and that's an ongoing an ongoing process Mm, I'm sending you so much love, Jocelyn. I so understand these these ongoing processes. We can do have or be creating something, offering something, and do a whole lot of inner work, and then that same thing can come back again, even years later, sometimes. Because some of these hurts, some of these traumas, are very deep, long term themes that we've experienced thousands of times over and over again. And as we're talking, I'm remembering some of the things that happened to me. Well, that happened to me, that happened for me, we might say. I remember I went through a whole big theme for a long while about a deep powerlessness that would show up whenever I was making courses. This was in the early days, 2014, 2015, of just, and all these outer things that would keep happening, like internet just dropping out. And I remember at one time my car was broken and wouldn't work and they, they couldn't fix it. My internet was broken and couldn't be fixed and I was running online courses and I was cycling around to my friend's house <laughs> to go and do the live elements of it and record things and and then I was like uh, you know all these things would happen on the bike ride journey as well and it was just like the level of powerlessness that I needed to reconnect with and actually realize that the powerlessness was was a small amount to do with the internet and the car, but actually 98% of it was the extreme powerlessness that I'd felt as a as a baby and a child. A lot of it related to school. I mean, also before school, related to my birth and being in an incubator as well. But it really, it was like, again, there was no escape from feeling those feelings. Just like in parenting, I find there's often, in some way, no escape from revisiting the, the Parts of us that are really calling out to be heard. It was excruciatingly 
painful the level of powerlessness that I felt and reconnected with from my past. And the more I, so obviously anything I'm talking about soul, that's not aware parenting. Psycho-spiritual is not aware parenting. But, you know, to, to me, what I experience in, with the Marian Method work is the more I listened to the original powerlessness that I'd felt, the more I had those reparative experiences, the more I realized, and that's where we, we've talked about this before, where I realized literally tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of times experiencing being powerless at school every day, every day, every day, many, many times not having agency and autonomy and choice about what I wanted to do. Most of us experienced that. That's a huge amount of powerlessness. And what happened was from that psycho-spiritual perspective, the more I listened to that and heard those younger parts, the less these outer things would happen to help me reconnect with that. And so the my car did work and my internet worked and I got even I got faster internet. And you know, so often those outer things start changing more and more and more as we do the the inner work. And it's so powerful. That's just one of many stories I could share, but it was the first one that jumped out. Mm, it's so helpful to hear that, I think, for people. And yeah, and just sending so much love to you because I can imagine that the level of frustration and the parts of you that probably in that process wanted to go off, forget it, I can't do this. I'm I'm gonna just stop and give up. This is obviously not meant to be, or you know, all of those sort of judgments that we might go into. And yet by doing your beautiful processes and by being with that pain and by providing some reparative experience for some of those times and it's around that theme of powerlessness rather than going back and remembering every single specific incident of when you felt powerless how profound that is to to support you to to take the next steps and to be able to actually do it more more deeply more significantly more enjoyably more profoundly it's just incredible and it's and we do have this tendency when things start to go wrong in our lives to, to give up, to think it's too hard or to get incredibly frustrated and, and to not really look at what's underneath that. So it really requires a lot of us to be willing to do that work, but it's it's such worthwhile work, isn't it? Because then we are so free to to take the next steps and to, and to do it in a way that feels really easy and flowing and enjoyable and significant. Yeah, I really, really have seen that myself. I've had examples recently where I've been trying to learn how to do new courses and, and put courses on my website through this the system that has been set up on my website for me. And the woman who was doing it went to have a baby, so I had to find somebody else to do it. And even just like getting emails from this woman to say, I've put these things together and you need to send me this, I would go into this complete fear and just i don't I, I was really connecting in with the other week what what was underneath that and it was all about comparison and self judgment and and i just had this tendency to go into this like i can't do it who am i i'll never be able to get it right i don't understand i'm not going to be able to understand what she's trying to explain to me i'll never be able to work it out and that that was the story that i kept telling myself again and again and it's so unenjoyable to be to be going into that stuff and yet yeah, I deeply care about what I'm putting together and I really, really want to share it with the world. And I really, really want this to be the next step of what I do. And so, yeah, just going in there and, and listening to, to some of those younger parts and, and reminding myself that 
that's not me anymore and I'm not at school and I'm not being judged and I'm not being criticized and nobody's going to come and mark my my work <laughs> I'm not going to be shamed and and yeah just giving some tender love to that has just transformed the experience to be something that actually I love that I'm learning this stuff it's so exciting and I feel so empowered to be able to do it and to be learning how to do it so it's it's just a really really awesome transformative process isn't it and I'm so grateful to you Marion because I've learned so much from you about this and yeah it's really I know that there's lots of other people's lives that you've really really significantly touched with this work thank you lovely Joss and oh my heart goes out to you because I really really hear how painful that was and these are they're so painful to revisit aren't they that the deep deep pain that we experienced and I love what you said as well about that even that simple understanding of this isn't about the here and now, this is from the past, these thoughts, these feelings are from the past that can transform things or really help us to see things differently. Mm. Yes, indeed. Are you willing to talk a bit more then about these processes and how how you've supported yourself with it and how you've supported other people with it? Because often people like might be listening and thinking, oh, okay, well, yeah, that makes sense. Now what? <laughs> Yes, I hear you. And I really want to acknowledge that this isn't aware parenting, but of course, so much of the emotional part of it and being able to be with feelings and understanding that reparative process that feelings come up in the here and now as if they were about the here and now. And that's how the healing process operates. And so much of that I've learned from Aletha and from aware parenting. That's what happened with children when they're having a massive cry about the the pajamas that are in the wash and so often that it needs to appear to be about the here and now that's that's the revisiting of the past while feeling safe in the present so i really want to acknowledge aletha and to differentiate this as the marion method workers as not being aware parenting and so that the three elements of the marion method work are the, the is the love work so often that's about connecting with our inner loving presences, our inner loving mother, inner loving father, but that also can be inner loving teacher, inner best friend, inner beloved, inner loving money, which inner loving money can be really significant in terms of our entrepreneurial journey. And I think, you know, part of that is so much conditioning we have learned at school and in the media about money and our role in the society and money's role. So there's that, that, love work and with that is also a process called the inner loving presence process where we have our inner loving presences with us and we go back to revisit a past experience and that can be something we either remember or perhaps we've seen photographs we have a body sense of it and we go back and revisit that so it's basically like jumping in a time machine going back to that younger part and going through a process which is basically about hearing the the feelings, the the needs and the thoughts that we had at the time, getting to say the things that we didn't get to say, getting to do what we didn't get to do back then, but also getting to hear and receive those reparative experiences, what we would have loved to have experienced from our parents or siblings or teachers, whoever it was. And this powerful healing reparative process that can happen through that. So there's that's the love work. And there's the will work, which is all about the ways we have often at school been oppressed. In, in other words, not have our will needs, which are agency, autonomy, choice, respected or honoured, all the ways that our no's were not heard. And in that way, we get to, to 
gradually over time heal that so we get to reconnect with how powerful we are we get to know that we're safe saying yes and saying no we get to be able to really trust ourselves and this is so important in the entrepreneurial journey to trust and to listen you know what is it that I want to share and how do I want to share it and who do I want to share it with and what am I called to do that deep inner listening that which is so much again related to where parenting that body wisdom that we have that we know they call it slug wisdom we know what our yeses and nos are and then there's the conversations with life part of that, which is really what we what I was saying before about how life will invite us to heal what needs to be healed so that we can be what we're here to be and do what we're here to do. So that's where, you know, often the, you know, the internet suddenly isn't working or the computer won't work or trying to get something to upload and it just won't happen. So many times I found that with technology. So technology really is really deeply affected by our willingness and by our will work. So this is really about the number of times that I've been so frustrated because this thing won't work. And then I and then I do some will work and willingness work. And I go back and I do the same thing, exactly the same. I've tried it 50 times and it works. So it's really about seeing when we listen to what we're called to do, that's what happens over and over again. We'll get to the next invitation to to do the next part of in a work to hear the younger parts in ways that we weren't. And you know, my most recent one is yet again, another layer around not being heard. So that's a big theme for me that happened right from birth. I think so many of us in this culture without aware parenting didn't have our feelings heard, didn't have our needs heard. And so again, that often will show up in technical things, often like microphones not working. And <laughs> that's happened a million times. And again, so a couple of nights ago, two nights in a row, I felt the level of frustration and absolute rage, actually, I felt is just so powerful. And that's not about here and now and the microphone not working. That's, again, like two or five percent. So much of it is the absolute rage of not not being heard, not being left alone to cry, those kinds of things. And really feeling that so deeply the excruciating pain that seems to be about the microphone but is actually about the original experiences of not being heard and so I like a little combination of aware parenting of raging and crying but also doing in a loving presence process like I did this morning of having my in loving parents say we're always here to hear you we love hearing your voice we're so here to support you in being heard the powerfulness of actually getting those reparative statements and that different inner dialogue that was a very long answer to your question (laughs) no I was just gonna say thank you so much for explaining that so beautifully it just it's so it's such big work and it's also such profound work and yeah I just I love how you were talking about in aware parenting how so often when we're having big feelings or when our children are having big feelings it's so clear to us when we see our children having a massive tantrum about the blue cup rather than the red cup, it's so obvious to us that it's got nothing to do with the cups and it's just this beautiful healing opportunity. And when we have that clarity about our children and their expression and and how that's supporting them to heal, we can then slowly start to increasingly turn that same gentle, beautiful lens onto ourselves when we're having big feelings about things that are obviously I mean, again, it can be difficult, like when your computer doesn't work. Yeah, it is really frustrating. But like you say, when when we really can see with this perspective, the depth of feeling that's underneath what's going on for us, we can so clearly see that it's an opportunity for us to be getting some healing too and to be 
yeah, reaching out to a listening partner, to be doing some journaling work, and then to be bringing in these beautiful processes that you, you've you created for the world around listening, around unconditional love, around support, and around r- repair. So, yeah, it's so beautiful. Mm, thank you, lovely. And you know what I'm thinking is that you, we were speaking is, is something about the the entrepreneurship is often because it's related to us actually survival, isn't it? Really having money to be able to survive. There's something about that that is part of that powerfulness. And because too, like you were saying, is that you really want to get your work out into the world. You really want to share this. We were talking in a previous episode about having that North Star or that Southern Cross is to have that to have that such a strong calling that we are then willing to be with and to listen to these feelings. It's really important, isn't it? Again, to have that why that we've talked about. And of course, similar in parenting, because for the majority of us, we're not ever going to leave our children. So we just need to be with what shows up for us again and again and again, or well, or otherwise repress it or dissociate, of course. Mm, yeah. And I'm thinking when I was listening to you speaking as well, I was really thinking about the coercion piece because, of course, like you're saying, at school we are coerced all the time to be doing things that we don't want to to do and often in ways that we don't want to do either. And, again, when we are parenting, often we find ourselves coercing ourselves into doing things that we don't want to do. And when we are trying to offer our callings out to the world, we often might be coercing ourselves too. And yet, when we offer some love and some reparation to those aspects of our inner child and the present moment as well, what I found again and again is so much freedom and so much shift in the quality of of the experience by healing that stuff giving love and compassion to those parts of us and then being just free of any sense of coercion in what I'm doing. And if I find myself coercing myself about my work again, then it's a really beautiful invitation because when I'm not coercing myself and when I'm feeling free from that, everything is flowing. And you, I mean, I, we've had this conversation so many times where you write an entire course in a few hours because it's just really, really flowing and how sharply that contrasts with those times when we are coercing ourselves. And I can just think so many times when I was at school, my work was was horrible. I, I really didn't enjoy what I was doing and I didn't do very well at it. And that the whole process was just painful and, and unpleasant. And yeah, I can imagine so many times if I'd just been allowed to be who I am and to do what I want to do in the way that our children are by having them at home, just makes it a really enjoyable and smooth and a really enjoyable process. It's a completely different experience of life, isn't it? That, you know, I call the disconnected domination culture, which is so often we experience at school, often many people experience in their jobs, coercion, inner coercion force. And as you say, that we then often will carry out into, if we are doing more entrepreneurial things, still carrying that internal, basically still having a DDC where internally, where we're doing to ourselves what was done to us, both in terms of, instead of love, receiving judgment and harshness, and instead of willingness, receiving coercion and force. And that transformation, I've experienced it too, that from like that 
the joy, doing things out of a sense of joy and with that willingness, just like that willing, when that willingness channel is free and we're doing it, it's so yummy, isn't it? The flow, as you said, it's, I love all of the work, but I think the willingness work is some of my favorite and my experience from someone who was very competent at coercing myself. You know, I did a PhD that was all through self-coercion. I was amazing at coercing myself and to now I said to myself some years ago, a couple of years ago, I think I'm not willing to coerce myself to do anything ever. And it really has transformed my life. Although my house is not, I used to have like a an ordering and tidying control pattern. And now I have the exact opposite. So my house has kind of lost out, but there you go. <laughs> You're not going to coerce yourself to clean your house. <laughs> 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 the uh, the other thing that comes up often for me um, from this sort of school that school trauma is in relation to this is around uh, self judgment and and that really harsh dialogue and we've spoken about this in other episodes as well but that's such a universal experience for the vast majority of people from being at school and it's either that you were you were criticized and spoken harshly to or it could be that you achieved very highly and then that became your way of getting love and feeling feeling worthy so it can work either way either you were criticized for being bad or you were praised for being good but either way it has quite a detrimental long-term impact on us in terms of showing up in the world what, what would you like to share about that, Marion? Because I know that's you've you've touched on it already. But is there anything else you want to say about that? Mm, I love what you said about also the. It's so easy, isn't it, to focus on the people who uh, in inverted commas don't do so well, but actually the the suffering that comes from from actually fitting into that system sometimes is so much more invisible. I think about perfectionism. People talk about perfectionism, which I don't think is a thing. I think it's well, it's a D, it's DDC conditioning. In other words, I need to be perfect to be loved. I certainly used to have that core belief. And it can be incredibly crippling to, to believe that. And in terms of what we offer in the world, I remember for me, you know, if I if I put something out into the world, back in the day, we in an article or something, and it had a typo in it that I would pick up these shame sticks and I'd be like, oh my God, no, what do people think of me? Or if it was a video, whatever it was, so the amount of shame sticks I would pick up and self-judgment comparison and all the ways, you know, if I ran workshops three hours afterwards for the next three hours, I didn't say it like this, so I shouldn't have done that or I should have done this. It was, there was, it was so much self-judgment. And over time, I just became similarly, just like I'm unwilling to coerce myself, I'm unwilling to judge myself and I'm unwilling to shame myself. And nowadays, and for many years, if I see a typo, I deliberately keep them in, even if I could edit them out, because I just I just like that. I think it's I just think it's really important to go, it doesn't matter if things don't aren't spelt exactly the same. And all of that stuff just came in with the printing press anyway. And before that, we would all just in our own dialects would just spell anything however we wanted to spell them. So there's such liberation again. I used that word earlier on, the liberation of like, I love myself unconditionally and I'm just going to share what I want to share and life becomes a lot more relaxing. And then, of course, there are parts that come up that, that still do have judgments or younger parts that are frustrated or, you know, can't be heard, <laughs> things like that. So it's an ever-ongoing journey. It's not like a static endpoint. 
no. always more always more yeah. to do <laughs> more, yeah always more to listen to <laughs> yeah always layers always layers but with this lens and this this way of focusing this way of tending to ourselves when we face challenges in that entrepreneurial journey then it it just makes it all easier because i mean even though it's it's not easy to do this work by any means but there's there's less resistance and there's much more flow when we are able to be with that what about the fear and things because that's another one that often comes up in this journey and again that's probably around judgment and things from school and around safety and and having to fit in or do what other people expect of you in order to be safe or to do as you're told or to be punished how do you support people around that in their entrepreneurial journey Mm, I always remember when I trained in psychosynthesis psychotherapy that they said to us what you're scared of has already happened and I find that really helpful in the entrepreneurial journey that can be helpful to go okay what if if you share this thing or do this thing what what you feel scared what is it that you are imagining or what are you thinking might happen and it's usually related to what we have experienced so it might be exactly where we're scared that someone's going to judge us or someone's going to tell us it's not good enough or you know usually related to judgment and shame so again the more we are unwilling to judge and shame ourselves the less the less we are affected by whether someone else judges us or shames us because and the more we heal and listen to that the, it's excruciatingly painful to be judged and shamed and that's the thing i think we often overlook yeah so similarly similarly going back looking at what okay what am i scared of where's the past hurt listening to that offering reparative statements you know doesn't doesn't matter sweetheart like i love you unconditionally whether whatever you do and so just just show up and be yourself those kinds of things and i think the fear my experience the fear lessens the other thing actually about fear too is in my experience it's really related to will so so much of the fear is because of that self coercion when we're coerced into doing something or we coerce ourselves into doing something we're not quite ready for or we're not quite willing for it's normal and natural to feel scared because we actually don't have a yes so so we actually have a no in our body so part of that i've also found is the more i really listen to myself and don't coerce myself and support others similarly is like for example if it's a course i don't I've learned through experience, if I say weeks beforehand, it's going to open on the 17th of May, that will generally mean at some point in May, I'm going to be coercing myself and staying up late every night. And I've done that enough times over the years, again, some years ago to go, I'm not willing to do that to myself. I'll be sharing, oh, it's coming soon. You know, it's nearly here because you know, when we coerce ourselves, it's natural to feel scared because again, it's our natural body's wisdom. Like you don't want to, be coerced we don't want to be forced we don't want to be pushed that's innately scary yeah i love how you explain all this it's so so amazing so amazing so is there anything else you want to say about any of that i mean i'm interested in like how keeping our children out of the school system then means that they are experiencing so much less of all of this stuff that we can see has been so deeply painful and held us back in our lives yeah. But uh, just obviously our children will still experience some challenging and painful experiences by being at home, but by being allowed to find their way in their own time with love and support, without harshness and criticism or judgment or comparison, without the shoulds, without the 
you're supposed to be at this stage kind of talk and all of that stuff. They are just going to find themselves as adults who who have to undo so much less of this in order to be who they are, truly are in the world and to do what they are called to do and to be confident and free and clear. Yeah. Such so much easier, hey? So much more enjoyable to actually just follow. I mean, that's what I tend to think in more indigenous cultures, you know, the elders were always looking out for, okay, what is this person? What do they, you know, what do they clearly have aptitude for? What do they enjoy? And they're given names often, aren't they, related to that? They might be like, you know, running bear or, or dark eagle or whatever. And, and that's really supported for them to really, to have that role in their lives. And I think when we really support our children that way, which is the essence of aware parenting and natural learning, isn't it? Observing them, tending to them, supporting them in doing what they love and so that they really can flourish. I, I love it when one of Aletha's books, the first edition was called um, Helping Young Children Flourish because that's what it's all about, helping them actually flourish to be who they are and to do what they're here to do. Mm. Yes, yes, so nice. I love that word too. It's so beautiful. And I like that part of it as well is that there are children never had to distinguish between work and play. And so they grow up to be adults who also don't make that distinction. So, yeah, they are free to enjoy their work and that it's not that you go off and you have to do this job and earn this money and so on. I mean, of course, we all have to earn money, but, you know, they have that there isn't the same distinction that working and earning money can can be playful and enjoyable and and fun as well. And I think that really is a DDC thing, isn't it? That that and division, isn't it? Peter Gray who talked mm-hmm. about that too. And originally there was no division between work and play, and we see it in young children innately too, don't they? They're just really happy to be sweeping and polishing and doing thing, the things around the house. It's it's the joy of actually doing what we love and what what we need to do to survive and care for homes and families. I love that. Yes. Oh, yum. What a nice conversation. <laughs> Is there anything else that you'd like to, to add, Marion? I'm just aware of the time now. No, I think that's it. Just apart from just I love talking with you and I, it helps me remember, oh, my gosh, I love this so much. <laughs> I've been focusing so much on aware parenting at the moment and I just love, I love, when I'm focusing on aware parenting, I'm completely in love with it. And when I focus on the Marian method, I'm completely in love with it and I love that I get to dip in, dip back mm. into that one here. So thank you. <laughs> oh, and thank you so much for all the amazing things that you've made to support so many people with all of this sort of stuff. Will you, are you happy to share some of the courses and offerings that you have that are related to this that people can dive more into if they're keen? Yeah, I do have. So I have some free in, a free intro to the Marion method. There's um so there's courses on each element. So there's the inner loving presence process about love, as I talked about. There's the willingness. What's it called? The wonder of willingness course about will. And there's the conversations with life course that Mary Walker and I made. I have a little kind of intro um, inner loving presence process for entrepreneurs. And I have some other courses on psychospiritual entrepreneurship, but my plan is to redo those. So I wouldn't join those at the moment, but they're, they're, they're all coming. They're all part of all the things I'm redoing. I will get around to redoing. I'm really willing to redo. <laughs> Amazing mm. offerings. Thank you, lovely. Do you want to share about what, what you're offering at the moment and what you offer always? 
so our lovely listeners can come and see yeah at the moment I'm doing I'm still doing my I'm in the middle of my new round live round of my web parenting teenagers course which is beautiful got some lovely new people joining and so yeah I'm enjoying that and I'm still working on my aware partnering in parenthood course about you know whatever your family situation is whatever the unique setup is in your family how to be on the same page as the other parent of your child in offering this beautiful aware parenting approach so that's coming at some stage I've also got a Aletha is going to be doing an amazing workshop on discipline without punishments and rewards so that I'm going to be sharing about soon because I'm helping her to offer that so I'm really really excited about that too so yeah all of those things Yum, 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 yum. I love all that you do and, and your one-on-ones that you offer as well. So exciting, isn't it, to have a – that's why here, like, it's just so apt, isn't it, for the topic. I see the big smile on your face, like, creating these things. It's just so wonderful, isn't it, to get to do what we love. Yes, yes, indeed. So we're sending so much love to everybody who's listening. Thank you for listening. If you have any – you would like us to talk about or if you have any thoughts or reflections in relation to this episode please come and share with us and we look forward to speaking to you again soon so much love to you we have really enjoyed talking to you today and we hope that you enjoyed the episode too we are sending you love however you feel after hearing this information to find out more about marion's work you can go to marionrose.net and for joss's website it is awareparenting.com.au We wish you much love and connection on your aware parenting and natural learning adventures.